0: Now, the Shuri Shakti Academy has been spreading the joy of Indian classical music and dance in Hong Kong since 2003. And last week, I attended a special event entitled The Ballads of Benares, an evening of mesmerizing music and an insight into the art of Kathak dance. The founder of the Shuri Shakti Academy, Nisha Javeri, joins me now to tell me about this amazing art form. Good morning to you, Nisha. Good morning, Sadia. It's lovely to have you here. And um, I thought of getting you here after I actually attended the event. And I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. So I wanted to know no more. Now, first of all, Nisha, tell me a little bit about the Shiri Shakti Academy and exactly how it
1: started in Hong Kong. So, Sri Shakti, as you mentioned, started in 2003. Uh, it's a dance company. Uh, we f- few of our colleagues with me, that's Ranjini Menon, uh, Bharatanatyam dancer, and Ms Priyadarshini Shom, uh, Mohiniyattam dancer. We wanted to perform in Hong Kong we all were new to Hong Kong and we as performers wanted to uh, put up uh, a show we went to City Hall so it's the, the story is a little interesting because we just went to City Hall and we asked them uh, can we book the theatre and they said oh you cannot book it under uh, your personal name so you need to have a company and that's how we went to the uh, business registration office and we registered as a company at that time in 2003 of course later we turned it into a society because our main aim is just to educate Hong Kong audience about Indian classical dances, and uh, that's what we uh, started doing since then. Well, you're doing a good job of it because I must admit, like I'm not,
0: I don't know enough about Indian Kathak dance, and I suppose for people who are listening at the moment, um, you know, the vision that they may have is just ornate kind of costume, and then very synchronized movements with your hands and your legs and the sound of the little jingle bells in your feet. Now, how would you describe, you know, Kathak dance exactly? What is it? Because it's much more than just that dance, isn't it?
1: Very true. Very, very true. Because Kathak comes from the word Katha, which means a story and Kathak means a storyteller. So in this art form basically uh, in originated where a person would sit down and speak about uh, the mythologies, Indian mythologies, and would show some abhinay in the sense uh, facial expressions and some hand gestures. Mm-hmm. But in ecstasy, they would start getting up and start dancing. Mm-hmm. So that's how it originated Kathak. It's just just one of the eight classical dance forms which are back in India uh, it's it comes from north northern part of India mm-hmm. and uh, the, so it's interesting how f- from that simple form uh, when it went through the moguls it became a more complicated and complex uh, uh, style because the instruments like the tabla and the rhythm became a very important aspect. Mm -hmm. Mm A lot of pirouettes, a lot of uh, uh, stamping of the feet, doing all different uh, compositions became very important. But it's actually just a very simple form of dance where you depict a story through your expressions.
0: Yeah, I think we'll go into the actual dance itself in a few moments, but on this evening, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when I attended this, I mean, where I've gone and seen Kathak dance and, and thought it's amazing, you know, the synchronized movements and things like that. But on this particular evening, you had your guru, the lady who has taught you how to dance, um, who was visiting, um, you know, Hong Kong for a very short time. Now, she basically got up on a little platform and sat down and and all she did, I was expecting her to get up and dance, but she went back to the original form. And I was actually quite taken aback because she related a story and she just sat there. She didn't move her arms or anything. She just used the expression on her face and her hands to tell the story. And I understood. I was just trying to, to ask you whether I got it right or not. But, but, you know, I understood what she was saying and it was amazingly heart-wrenching. I mean, describe exactly what it is that she did.
1: So, first of all, of course, I want to take my guru's name, Padma mm-hmm. Shri Srimati Sunaina Hazari Lalji, who mm-hmm. taught me this beautiful art form. What she came here and performed, as you mentioned, is something that was very old and traditional, where they used to sit down and uh, say a story. That particular evening, she did a piece called Sabadin Hotana Ekasaman. Mm-hmm. All days are not same in a man's life Mm -hmm. when we say man of course we are saying human beings and human beings life and what she tried to depict was uh, different stages of a person's life how a person grows from being a child to uh, an adult and the, an old old man and then later how he perishes so looking at that the now sitting and doing the whole story sitting and showing through her abhinai, that is uh, facial expressions and with her hand gestures she just Uh, depicted different emotions or different expressions uh, on that line Mm -hmm. and I think uh, the strength of a dancer is when the dancer can bring in tears the rasa in the audience. Yeah,
0: I was just I was <laughs> gutted. I, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even speak afterwards. My husband my husband was sitting a different angle, couldn't actually see her face. Um, but I was looking at her, and I, I have never felt like that before. Well, I just had tears in my eyes. Because for me, it was like she went through a story of, you know, her relationship with her child, her lover, and, and then the whole thing, and even death. You know how she faced it, and it was amazing. It was just amazing, and I and I must admit, you know, I take my hat, my hat off to her. Now, Absolutely. Now, for you, when did this interest in dance start?
1: So I started when I was just seven years old, uh, and after that, I haven't stopped. So I'm still a student. I still go back to her whenever I go back to India, and of course, now with Zoom lessons, we do take Zoom classes as well. Uh, because I always feel uh, uh, it is, especially Indian, Indian classical music and dance is like an ocean. It's like how much ever you learn or how much deep you go, you still feel there's so much more to learn and so mm. much more you get. Mm. Uh, coming back to what we just spoke about, my guru, about her abhinay. Now that stage to come to that level where only expressions speak thousand mm-hmm. words um, it it's not easy to get it's like so so i it remember my it takes my... years now mm-hmm. i remember the process of learning like i remember when i speak to her about it and when uh she tells me that it's just first getting anki kapina. anki kapina is where the whole body speaks mm-hmm. so it wasn't just her facial expression which is speaking but her body also speaks When I say body speaks means not she getting up and dancing and doing thousand things or thousand pirouettes. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is when even if she's showing it, it, the expression comes through her heart. Um, so it comes through her body, through her uh, hands, through her uh, face. So mm-hmm. it it then touches the heart of the audience. And that is a very difficult process. Mm-hmm. So being a performer for so many years, I still feel that uh, uh, I remember one of the shows where I performed at the Indian consulate. Uh, and uh, it, it was a piece where uh, I show that uh, there is a, a little letter that I write and I give it to, into the bird's hand and uh, Sorry, bird's beak. Mm-hmm. And the bird takes it to my own country. Mm-hmm. And just that particular piece was touched to somebody's heart. So mm-hmm. that lady came back after the show and telling me that, oh, you did that so, so beautifully. I could literally feel. And that was just that one minute or of that few seconds that I could touch somebody's heart. So when you talk of a piece of five minutes and if I'm just touching somebody's heart just for a minute or so, it's like, okay, I still have a long way to go to Uh, really be there in that character for the whole time.
0: It is absorbing yourself into that whole story, isn't it? Yes, completely. Where you speak with with your hands, with your expressions. It, you know I I really didn't honestly realize that there was so much detail in it. So now you've been say dancing since as I said since you were 7 is this something that was in the family or is this something that
1: was just an interest of yours? It was definitely in the family. My dad used to sing very beautifully. Mm -hmm. And uh, mom was also interested in dance. But unfortunately, in those days, uh, uh, women and girls were not allowed uh, Mm -hmm. to take it as a a profession or take it further. So she she used to, I remember she used to mention that she used to not tell my grandmother and uh, go to the classes. So she always felt when she had a daughter, she would put her into dance. Mm -hmm. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, I got drawn into it completely. Much later, after I remember, after I finished my Visharad in 1985, that I I got soaked, and I was telling my teacher that I would like to take it up as a profession uh, and uh, learn more. Mm.
0: Now, so now moving to Hong Kong. Um, you started this off in two thousand and three, and the aim was really to raise awareness. And um, so, how has it been? Have you found, you know, the local population coming along to these events, and and do they come to you and, and tell you? And also, you know, people who you are actually teaching. Tell me a little bit more
1: about who is coming to you for this. So, uh, I. I when I came here, I remember when I broke the news to my teacher back in India that I'm getting married to a person who is here in Hong Kong. Uh, and she was like, so upset saying that music uh, or dance, especially Indian classical. Uh, on that note, Which of course, it, you're just going to a foreign land where you're where this is not going to be appreciated. Definitely. And on that note, I was really heartbroken, but I, I, I took it in my head and I said, I will definitely do something. Thing relating to it and that's what I when I came here uh, got uh, introduced to the other dancers we set up this company the other dancers like uh, Ranjini and Move, they both left uh, Hong Kong but I still carried on teaching Kathak uh, getting interest into the people and the children I think that was the most challenging thing for me uh, uh, because it. it It is like uh, letting them know what the process is. It is difficult, like any other classical form, like maybe ballet, when you need to give years uh, before you really get bloomed into the form. Uh, So that was a little challenging. But I luckily have been lucky enough to have some really interested students who... Uh, have got in touch and uh, have said that they had learnt it when they were young. Like I'm talk- talking about the ad- adult students when mm-hmm. they said they they had learnt it back in India when they were young but now mm-hmm. wanted to carry on with right. this art form. So I think it's the beauty and the grace of this art form which has attracted quite a few students uh, uh, and especially this Gharana. When I talk about the Gharana is the school that I come from. It's called the Janki Prasad School of Banaras Gharana. Mm-hmm. Uh, very special um, uh, i say special from the other kathak schools is because uh, it emphasizes on tatkar ad like uh, where so it's just i i remember my teacher telling me that it's like a duck swimming in a, a pond where the feet are, move very fast Mm -hmm. but the duck upper body is very nice and smooth Mm -hmm. and graceful and to get that uh, really takes years for a dancer to get the rhythmic movements very fast but the upper body very graceful so when you uh, uh, and that as I said like any classical form you definitely need to give years to it to let it bloom Mm -hmm. so uh, I think uh, yeah uh, I've I've been able to inculcate among the students the interest for them to understand what this art form is and then getting them interested to take it further ahead.
0: and how about like any of your students are there any Chinese background?
1: The, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I have got uh, a few students who have had Chinese backgrounds. Uh, Of course, I have to tell them the story about what it is. So Mm -hmm. any like any other art form as well or dance especially, you learn a culture as well. It's not just the physical aspect of it, but you also learn a culture along with it. And therefore, you need to let them know what the stories are or what the stories that you're depicting. So definitely we've sat down and spoken about it. The Chinese students, few of them have got interested and have taken it further.
0: Now, what does it take to maintain? Because we were talking about this. I was just saying that I've got a croaky voice and (laughs) and my voice is kind of like, that's my profession. Uh, And for you, it's your legs. Like, you
1: know, how do you keep fit? How do you keep that sort of going? So yoga exercises definitely must uh, for a person, especially a dancer and especially with our feet, not to wear heels. I should mention over here because we do we wear 100 bells on each leg and we do a lot of footwork. So heel shoes, I think I have lost wearing them since many years. though I love them, but I do not wear it just because to protect my feet. And of course, uh, having some good proteins and vitamins.
0: Okay, so now tell me, um, the Shakti Academy, uh, when have you got uh, more events coming up, how many generally do you have in
1: a year? So, generally in a year, we definitely have one annual program which is showcases all the students of our academy and uh, the idea of that Anjali show, it's called as An- Anjali, the idea of the Anjali show is whatever the children learn at class, in class, is what they perform. So we don't do anything special to teach them for the stage and they just perform that particular piece, what they have learned in class, but it's presented in a performing art form. Mm-hmm. So the exposure that they get being on stage, performing in front of an audience with lights, with costumes, with maybe live musicians. And this time we were lucky to have live musicians as well. So it's a complete different experience for every student. Uh,
0: what are we talking about in terms of the amount of training that you do? Say if somebody wants to take it on. Um, and I would say, you know, it's great. It's a, it's really in-depth. You can you can obviously exercise at the same time. but. How much training do you need to get to some sort of
1: level here? Uh, I hope you are talking about years. Yeah, yes, yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> but even if you were starting yeah, out, if you were just starting, yeah. like how many lessons would you have a week to do that?
1: So generally, we knowing Hong Kong, uh, uh, how busy people are in Hong Kong, uh, once a week is what the classes are running right now for each student. Uh, definitely back in India, we were doing three times a week, mm-hmm. the same Katha class. And uh, personally, of course, they learn, but I tell all my students that they need to at least practice for half an hour back home or at least revise what they have learned and uh, uh, definitely do a lot of riyaz. Mm.
0: Let me also ask you like you know because you obviously have a real eye and you have an understanding of dance if you look around you and you look at some of the modern dance that is around is there any particular ones that you look at and you think Wow, that's great because you, could, you're, you can appreciate it. So, you know, when you look around, do you see, obviously you can see the skills. I mean, when you think of flamenco or, you know, some of the sort of classical, the, the, the sort of ballroom dancing and things like that, everything
1: takes work. It's,
0: Is there any one particular favourite of yours? Flamenco. (laughs) I I love
1: flamenco because I think uh, we've done a show with a flamenco dancer as well earlier and Kathak and Flamenco, because they both are rhythm based, it's lovely to see how uh, uh, they both can gel or can be fused very nicely.
0: Mm. and also i mean you were talking about the whole rhythmic thing with your feet um belly i I don't know you know belly dancers i've i've seen a couple of belly dancers who seriously i could not even see nothing was moving apart from just that lower bit the hips and it was just like there was just a vibration coming from there but nothing else was and it was just feet moving very very gently these things are just like a huge amount of work and energy
1: goes into this. Very it? true. Very true. Any, I think any art form, and especially when you mentioned about ballroom dancing or even uh, looking at ballet or even looking at contemporary dances, even modern dances, I feel... Uh, uh, it, it, it does take a lot of uh uh, uh practice uh, of the person to bring it out so the 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 shine comes in only later like you that even if you're from a different background you can definitely see how many years of practice or how much of practice has that dancer done uh to get that particular piece or even that particular movement i'm talking of just forget about a whole a whole performance just a wrist movement of moving mm. your wrist mm. does take some time to get it actually the correct way or the mm. right way. Mm. Uh, and each movement is actually telling a
0: story. I mean, your hands are actually depicting different aspects of life, aren't they not?
1: So uh yes when we do an abhinay piece 100% like yeah. we are we are solely focused on what uh, uh what the story is but when we do a nritta aspect so nritta aspect in kathak is solely based on uh, rhythmic patterns and the hands do not say any okay. any story as okay. such
0: okay so the music is a vital part of it now tell me a little bit about the music too because you know on that day that we had uh, tabla uh, you know and and that was just amazing. Like, you know, again, going with the tempo of your dance with dancing and what was being said is just quite a, quite an amazing skill in itself.
1: Absolutely. In fact, uh, when we have live musicians like Pandit Kali Nath Mishraji, uh, Pandit Somnath Mishraji, who had come to come down to uh, sing, uh, his beautiful singing, his uh, because that really affects the dancer as well. Like the music really is a very integral part of dance. And when the person sings very beautifully, beautifully from within his heart, the expressions or the emotions come out very nicely from a dancer as well. So that is about Abhinay. But yes, tabla, very important aspect in Kathak. Uh, uh, and uh, a Kathak dancer definitely practices or does a lot of riyas with the tabla player as
0: well. You don't realize how much teamwork is going on there. Absolutely you? okay. Okay just let me finish we have got a little bit of music that you sent to me and this particular music gives you a little feel of what the dance is about anyway so I'm gonna end with that but but let me just ask you for you um, ever since you started this certainly in Hong Kong what has been the most challenging part of it? Is it about you know getting audiences
1: in there or what's the most challenging thing that you've faced? I think this is a great question. Yes, getting audiences is a little tough to have people on the seats to watch uh, uh, the show. Uh, that has definitely been a bit challenging in spite of all the publicity, in spite of all the uh, uh, propagation that you do about the perform program uh, besides that of course the commitment of the student because uh, uh, as as we said it's it takes years for a student to bloom uh, if the student by the third or the fourth year has already left or lost uh, somewhere in the way uh, it 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 does bring it doesn't bring in that beautiful uh, uh, end to the whole peace mm, mm. um nisha it's been such a pleasure
0: talking to you and uh, really really enjoyed it i'm just going to try and get this track here and just get that on as well so we can hear a little bit of that but thank you very much for coming in today and i look forward to finding out what else is going to be happening because um you know do tell us when you're next doing an event
1: thank you Thank you so much, Sadia, for uh, inviting me today. And I am definitely will keep you in the loop for all the future programs.